Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, guys, we're back. This is a bit of a surprise podcast, so... As per usual, I'm not prepared whatsoever. Yeah, but you're kind of always prepared. I'm like... Because you're a good speaker. You know what? You're just so nice. Okay, do you recognize her voice already? Thanks. <laughs> Welcome, Caitlin Bristow, <laughs> to my podcast. I know, in my podcast room. In your podcast room. We're in Nashville. We're actually surrounded by all the girls. We're having a girls' night. We're in the middle of a girls' night right now. How big do you think this room is? Like 100 square feet? Oh, I don't know square. I was. I thought you were going to go like 8 by Bailey 12. Just- Oh, 300 square feet. I can say words. 300. Oh, sexual. This is like Price is Right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. 300. Um, I'm going to go 301, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) One dollar. One dollar. But we're in how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven girls and two dogs. Two dogs. We're here. We're doing it. It's cute. I love you for doing this with me. It's funny because I didn't want to ask you to do it because I'm like, your whole life is podcasts. Mm. But... It's funny because a year and a half ago, for those of you that don't know, Caitlin invited me through like a series of events with Bailey, saw a picture, invited me to be on her podcast. At the time, I was Little Small Beans Instagram. And she was like probably the biggest celebrity realm. So it was a big deal for me. Like, no, no, no. Like it was a huge deal for me. I remember being like, holy crap. I was so nervous. I remember thinking about like what I was going to wear all week, how I was going to do my hair. And like I show, I get to the hotel. Cleo comes down and like takes me. And first of all, like the hotel clearly thought I was a hooker. And so there was already that like going to my disadvantage. And I, and I walk to the elevators and you come out and you're literally just in Reebok sweats. Yeah. No makeup, hair down and like hotel slippers. And you're like, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've overthought my entire life until this moment. Like you were very on brand for me. Very on brand. Yeah. But you were so down to earth. And then we had this, like, we had a great podcast. It 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 for sure was, it was my first time ever guesting. And we had this really amazing, it was a great opportunity for me to, you know, share my story on a completely different platform than I ever had before. And from there, I remember leaving that time and I was like, everyone was like, what was she like in real life? And I said, you know, it's so weird because- I had this conversation with her and I left feeling like she felt like a friend. And that's such a weird thing because usually when you have these relationships with celebrities where you are so invested in their lives or you've seen stuff, it it feels so far apart in a way. And I'm like, all walls were broken down and that felt like a really cool moment. Then from there, um, with overnight, like within 24 hours of you putting me in your even Instagram stories, I had like 10,000 new followers. By the time the podcast came out, I hit 100,000 and your vinos, I've said this time and time again, they are by far the most incredible audience I've ever had. These these people, these non-judgmental women rooting humans came from your audience and they poured over into mine and continued to like champion for me through this massive life change that I was going through. And it wasn't that long later that, you know, Cleo wrote me and was like, and she's so good for things like this, but Cleo writes and she's like, 
have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? And yeah. at the same time, Bailey's like, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? And I was like, I thought about that nope. during the podcast. I'm like, this girl needs a podcast. I was so rejecting of the entire thing. Why? Uh, imposter syndrome. Like, I didn't know that that's what it was at the time, but oh. it was just felt like everybody has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Felt like everybody in mm-hmm. their toe had a podcast. Yeah. You know, like everyone was doing it. And I was not ready to step into like another thing and feel like a failure at it. And Bailey really journeyed with me through that. Just like, wasn't ready. I made up every excuse in the book over why I wasn't able to start it. And then, of course, we know the story. It came out, hit number one in the first day. It was all very exciting and very amazing. And I remember just saying to people, like, I have to throw this back to Caitlin. Like, when people are like, what do you owe your success to? What do you owe this? And I'm like, I owe it to the women before me. No, no, no. Well, thank you for saying that. But it is, but truly, But you first. You thank yourself first, and then you can thank me. But it it just comes (laughs) down to, I think that you're such a champion of women. And it goes to show, and and I've said this again, there is so few people, there's a lot of people who love to f- discover like an underdog and like give them a moment. Mm-hmm. But then once I actually came into this light and came into this growth, you came and you invited me back yet again. And it showed me and it proved to me that like your friendship is actually so strong. And I love that we're actually friends. I love that we're actually doing mm-hmm. girls nights now and have continued in this whole journey because it's it's a very rare thing. And I think it's a very rare thing for a lot of women to experience. And you're such a champion of women to sit here today and now have you on my podcast. It is like so full circle for me. But that's so crazy. To, well, I mean, it is crazy. And thank you for saying all those nice things. But to me, I'm like, what well, you did all of that, though. Mm. But, you know, you know yeah. like you are meant to have a voice and a platform and it just takes one person. But it took, I mean, you had a pretty big platform before you came on yeah. my um, podcast. Well, I, had, just from, I think I had like 60,000 followers. And by the time the podcast came out, it was 100,000. We're now like at 930. So yeah, it's tipped over. It it tipped the scale. Holy shit. It tipped the scale. I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear? Probably not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I don't know if we're not allowed to. I haven't been told yet. Oh, well. I think I own my podcast, so I'm pretty sure it's okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just remember on other podcasts, I've sworn they're like, "Mm." hmm. We're going to be be okay with that. No. But I, I appreciate you saying all those nice things and it makes me just... But I'm so grateful for you. And I find you to be that same person of everything you just said to me. So I'm like, it's not like I just go and make friends all the time. Like it's the group of girls that are in here right now. It's because, yeah, you know, you you mean something to me. And you're such a gem. No, you are. And I love your dogs. We could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, we really. Yeah. Could. But it's it's funny because I've I've watched you over the years. And the one thing that I really take away from you is your ability to deal with societies attempts to shame you and how you've kind of alchemized that and created something so different and created this platform where women can come without shame and kind of come and step into who they are, whatever that means for them, whoever that means. There's not a lot of people. And and we kind of, and I don't mean this in a shameful way, but a lot of people come out of a TV platform and, and they kind of struggle to like kind of find their voice. And yet mm-hmm. you're kind of OG in this space at this point. And now you've created, it's an entirely different thing now for you. Mm-hmm. You're you've become this voice and this podcast and and now this like truly a lot, a lot, a lot of women look up for to you. You have your own wine brand, you have your own scrunch. Literally who you are has been <laughs> branded into like amazing, amazing parts of you. But I curious, like how have you managed with all these years and you know everything you've done in all the limelight and all the the breakups you've had, the mm-hmm. the relationships that you've had, how has it been for you dealing with kind of that shame and dealing with it in a in a longer term process that's really worked for you. Well, first of all, if I would have gone on that that show or the, like none of this would have happened for me if I didn't put in a lot of self-work through my 20s mm. and do therapy and go through hard times and go through hard breakups and do everything like I would have been a completely different person and I wouldn't have had the success that I have because I wasn't mentally prepared. I Mm. didn't know who I was. It took like a huge, long self-love journey through my 20s to, and I'm just so grateful that that's when I went on the show was, I was almost 30. And otherwise, I don't think that I would be here because I just was in a place where I was like, no, I deserve this and I believe in this and I'm going to not bullshit people. I'm going to do things that I'm passionate about and I'm going to have them trust me. And I I had more of a plan and more of like a like good intentions rather than just being really selfish, which I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So I think that's 
why I got to where I was. And I think that's also how I can deal with what I deal with, which sometimes I don't deal with it very well. So, But I love that about you. Yeah. Like sometimes, I love that you don't deal with it perfectly well. If I'm on my period, I will not deal with it well. And that's a <laughs> fact. Like that's just, I've... I don't accept that because I don't think I should have to deal with that every month and I'm going to a hormone specialist and trying to like figure stuff Mm -hmm. out. But to me, I'm like, I can look in my period tracker app and be like, why can I not get out of bed today? And why am I like replying to all the Karens out there who are telling me to eat a cheeseburger? And why is it ruining my day? And I'm crying and I can't like move. And then I go to my period tracker. I'm like, oh, Oh, that's what hormones. It's that three days crippling depression. Yeah. So severe that I can't function. And then I ruin relationships. Uh, well, I, I try to in the process. Yeah. Mm. I sabotage. And then I come out of it being like, what the hell was that? And it took me 20 years to figure out that it was hormones. To, really? to not blame myself, to not um, feel so insecure and like I was crazy and mm. to just learn about myself and, and put in the work because I always just thought I was crazy once in a while. That's wild. So and, now you're going through like hormone stuff, like to figure it out. Yeah. That's good and for I'm, you. And I'm 34. So I'm like, well, better late God, than never. My husband, if he ever listens to this, is going to be like, Sarah, can you please sign up for that? My daughter was like, all of a sudden, like not even kidding. We asked her one day. She's like 11. She didn't even have a period yet. And we were... I was going to say, was she 11? No, she was 11. Okay. And we had... I asked her a question and she burst into tears and was like, I can't decide. This is so much to think about. I can't make this decision. And he looked me in the face and was like, she's getting her period by the end of the week. And I was like, she's a child. Like, no, she is not. Her older sister just did. There's no way. First of all, he's not even their father. So the fact that he came in with this like authority to even say that he knew. And I was like, no, 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 I'm their mother. Like, there's no way this is happening today. Like not happening. And literally at the end of the week, she walks into my bedroom. She's like, well, Shane was right. And I was like, you're kidding. And he, and I said to him, I'm like, I don't get it. And he's like, do you know how many cycles I've had to go through with you? And I've, I'm so silent and I'm so observant and I'm so listening, but he's like, you literally can't make a decision without yep. bursting into flames and tears and like breaking down. You're but we so shouldn't upset. have to do that. Oh, I know. I literally just had this whole conversation with Leslie, like Doug the Pug's yeah, mom, yeah. talking about her endometriosis story and Yes. It's so wild because we were talking about period pain and how like there's literally so many jokes about period pain, PMS. Yeah. We've made everything so normal mm-hmm. and so stigmatized that we're like, well, that's just how we are. That's what women deal with. I mean, I do it Sorry myself. Lives. I did it on my Instagram story tonight. I did a PMS patch on my belly and I'm was sure like that. joking yeah. with Jason because it is it's like you joke around it because there's shame around mm. acting different and you know, being so emotional that you can't control the emotions. And when you feel out of control, like every time it's that time for me, and I'm, I mean, I guess it starts at 11 sometimes, is that it's almost like an out-of-body experience where you're like, I know I'm acting so inappropriate right now and so insecure or whatever it is that you're being, you know but there's no stopping it because yeah. hor- oh, hormones yeah. are stronger than you. Sometimes I just like to start a fight because I just want to evoke emotion. Jason said to me the other day, he goes, why do you start fights? Sometimes and I was I like, hear, because I I'm on my period. Yeah, I just like to start it. I know I like that shouldn't be an that excuse drama. and it shouldn't be a thing, but I do that too because sometimes yeah. I'm like, actually the other day he was in Miami for the Super Bowl yeah. and I was being a little bit of a bitch. Just for one day out of like five, he was gone. And I just put in all caps and I went, I'm hungover and I'm PMSing and I'm just really needy right now. So can you stop complimenting Shakira and tell me I'm pretty? (laughs) And I was serious. And then he laughed and I was like, don't laugh at me. And then he's like, you literally just told me Shakira was hot. I'm like, she is, but that doesn't give you permission to say how hot. Can I, I feel this is like gonna, I I have to one up you on this because my last period I got very angry because I felt like my husband was giving my cat more attention than me. Totally get it. And I was like, I she's ruining our marriage. Oh, I don't like that you give her more attention. <laughs> you don't cuddle me at night anymore because you're cuddling the cat. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I feel like she's come between us. Yeah. And then I immediately like stormed out of the room and like went and texted my neighbor. And she was like, I support you in your moment of PMS. <laughs> As you have now raged and told your husband that you were jealous of your cat. Full rage. 
like actually the worst. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the worst human sometimes, but also not my fault. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, but then I'm, <laughs> I, like to, I totally blame. I'm like, my fault. <clears throat> PMS. Yeah. 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 It's like I use it as a crutch, so but real. I also am like, this isn't right. And this isn't fair, but it is an excuse. So I love to consider myself a bit of a protein bar connoisseur because I have them almost every single day. Beyond having just a busy lifestyle, traveling and being on the go, I'm also just really one of those people that often forgets about myself when I'm out with the kids and needs something for me to snack on or enjoy to tie me over until my next meal. And Go Macro is this mother-daughter owned vegan protein bar company that believes in a balanced lifestyle being the key to your healthy body, your sharp mind, and your bold spirit. They're available in 16 mouth-watering flavors and I have pretty much tested them all and I can attest they are freaking good. Macro bars are made from simple, high quality ingredients and are certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. There's mouth-watering flavors like oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, and blueberry cashew butter. Not only that, but for so many who have dietary restrictions, they also have nut-free flavors, including oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, sunflower butter, and chocolate. I will say, because I know I'm such a texture person, these taste like brownies. Like a, They actually taste more dessert than anything else without being overly sweet. They feel so balanced. I'm really obsessed with them. I've gone through so many of them already, like tasting them all, trying them out for myself. And they really do just squash my hunger. They make me feel so satiated and that I can just go on with my day and be my best self without having that brain fog, without feeling like I'm coming down from a crash. It's honestly been such a compliment to my life so much so that I actually keep a case of them in my car with me. So I want you to be able to try out Go Macro for yourself. So we're actually going to share a promo code for you and all these listeners today. You go to www.gomacro.com. That's www.gomacro.com and use promo code papaya for 30% off plus free shipping for a limited time. Please go check these guys out. They are absolutely amazing. And plus, I love that it's a mother-daughter team in a rural community that is the founders of what an incredible company. So go check them out today. Once again, use that code papaya. You're going to get 30% off and free shipping. Now let's get back to the show. Hello, I'm Helen Johannesson, the owner of Helen's Wines in Los Angeles. This is Wine Face, my podcast that breaks down the ins and outs of wine to an easy, digestible, and more snackable level. We are dropping new episodes every Thursday. So grab a glass of wine, gather some friends, sink into the bathtub, or listen to me on the go. Every Thursday, Wine Face drops. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Can't wait to hear from you and for you to listen along. So explain what a PMS patch is. Do I don't know. Is it even working? I, Jason calls it a fugazi. What's a fugazi? Uh, like I don't know. He makes up. I think it's move. like Yiddish all the time. Yiddish. Yeah, he'll he'll call things like um, schmutz, like a little schmutz on your face. Is if I like, have like dip on my face, because. I eat a lot of dip. Uh, (laughs) That could have gone a completely different direction. You you saw my fridge. I always have a little bit of splugium. You saw my fridge. I'm a condiment queen. You are a condiment. Now, actually, her fridge has got drawers of condiments. Yeah, I love condiments. It's a lot. So I usually have a little schmutz on my face. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's what... What what was the other thing I just said? Um, The what? Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. It's not real. It's smoke and mirrors. says? Um, unagi. No, that's unagi, but oh. that's also what is the other one that he's like. You don't say words with that. The girl says that she was gonna phenopoly or what was Phen- that? Phalange. Oh, no, 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 that's oh. Regina Phalange. Va phenopoly. It was like the yeah. You but know. also, if you're on a plane, remember? Oh, the Phoebe phalange. Said the phalange. Yeah. Something wrong with the phalange. the phalange. Also, aka Regina Phalange, aka. Oh. Also, we have Ken Adams. Remember, they all have their fake names. And crap bag. Well, yeah, that's my. <laughs> I went down to the Friends exhibit in New York and I actually bought a bag that says crap bag on it. Oh, that's amazing. Very proud of that. Did you get a little bit jealous when Jennifer Aniston was surprising people behind the couch and you weren't there? I was very jealous when she replied to you. Oh. 
Honestly, so comments friends. by celebs sent me like a care package after that. <laughs> Stop it. They did not. Yeah, they sent me like a sweater that says even celebs love celebs with a like a printed out image of Jennifer Aniston responding to me. That was. Do you really think it's Jennifer Aniston responding yeah, to me? I think she owns it because she's really? so there. You can tell when it's actually celebrity running it because you can tell they kind of don't care. And so there's a little bit of like a sloppy edge to it. You're right. Good voice to this is would be Britney Spears. God love the queen. But I'm she, obsessed with her. She's the best thing on Instagram. Everyone needs to follow her. Like, she's so refreshing. But is she refreshing? Okay, this is probably going to be controversial, but or should we be worried? Well, now I've been doing a lot of research mm-hmm. because she has, we know that she has mental health issues. She also was drugged for a really long time. Yeah. So she is on a new medication. There also is like, she has no, um, what's it called? Like I her dad has like- she is. Her dad has like full control over her life and her finances. She can't drive a car without asking him permission. What? He has, like, is a, that true? There's this whole thing about like free Britney Spears right now. Not only that. I did see that. But back in the fall, her dad got into conflict with her sons. And now she yeah. has actually removed custody from herself to give them more to Kevin, which is like so wild to think about. But Kevin has more custody of them. 90%. She has 10% because Justice she has- Kevin Federline. She has no- like she has no protection for herself between her child and her parent if her parent has full control. So she actually gave custody. Like, see, I'm Kevin. worried about her. We're worried about her. But her, the thing is that I love about Brittany. She's at the a, end of the day, she's a she's purple so aura. What do you mean? What? What? She's a, she has a purple aura. What? what she's just mean? a free bird. She's a bit of a free bird. And you know what? I know a lot of people are like, but I'm just worried about her. And she's just looking so unwell. I'm like, I so get that. But also like, Mental health looks so different. And like, this is a girl who literally was drugged and she's been through so much. I and think she looks great. I don't she's think she on medication. Looks and the fact that she gets into, she goes on Instagram with her tiny furniture around her house, yeah. which is the cutest thing, and gets in the mirror and was like, look at this dress I found at Dress Barn. Yeah. I love a polka dot dress. And yeah. that's literally her whole post. And yeah. it's the most refreshing thing I've ever seen. But coming back to the Jennifer Aniston thing, kind of the same thing. There's this weird little edge about it where you're like, this is not professional enough that you know it must be yeah. not. like. And she was even Instagram storying last night. Like, I'm sure McKenna saw <gasps> it. Was. Oh, she yeah. She was Instagram storying your About Duke. the Duke clip. You're so close. <sighs> We've had three moments now. You've had a reply. Yeah. You've had her basically reshare one of your hair clips. Yeah. And you stood behind her at an award show. Yeah. I saw her butt in your story. I'm going to ask her to be um in my a wedding bridesmaid? party. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. Ask her to be the officiant. Yeah, she probably would. That is the next step in our relationship. <laughs> I feel like it's good to go. And if enough people are on it, like now, I think yeah. that's the way to reach them. One time I literally, I was wearing a Queer Eye t-shirt and I asked my, I really wanted one of the Queer Eye guys to see my cool t-shirt. Yeah. And they did. They saw it because enough people say something about it. They get their attention. Because I feel like the birds papaya and the off the vine vinos are a strong force. And they will. I mean, I didn't win the People's Choice Award. So I'm just kidding. I did really want that for you. That's okay. I was so happy to be nominated. And I just saw I saw the OTV crew rally. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I see you. Do you feel ever like a celebrity? No. Because I, this is like such a weird thing, but when I watch your stories and I see you doing it, it feels like it's through the lens of an everyday, like it literally, when you're on the red carpet, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> everyone. And I'm like, she actually doesn't get it. Like she's not seeing it. And we were like no. getting ready for your live show. And you're like, I'm so nervous like getting up there. And I was like, literally everyone is here for you. They all pay tickets. There's, and I'm like thinking in my head, there's a lineup down the street and around the corner to see you. And you're sitting there like, I'm so nervous. Like, oh my gosh. And all this stuff. And I was like, you actually have stayed so humble throughout this entire process. But I love that about you. You have literally not processed your degree of celebrity, but that's like such a good thing. I just, I think I'm recognizable. Mm. I don't think I'm a celebrity. I think I'm recognizable from being on a show. Um, and I've built like uh, a community of like friends and family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't feel like a celebrity is like a Brad Pitt, an Angelina Jolie, a Jennifer Addison. Wow, I just used those three and <laughs> that's it. That's like, those were my three. <laughs> but to me, that's like a celebrity. Like, mm. They've worked so hard for their career to get to the top, to be like the number one most talented actress, actor, like just so skilled where I'm like, 
oops, my friend applied me to be on a show and I was like a drunk idiot and now people know who I am. Like, I just, I don't know why that's how I associate like celebrity status. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, no, I'm just recognizable. But I do just still feel like an everyday person because I, it, I got thrown in overnight. And yeah. then I was just, I come out of the show and I'm like, if I see Gwen Stefan in front of, Stefan in front of me, I can't talk. No. But if I, it's, yeah, <laughs> or pink, like to me, yeah. I'm like, man, they are like, you know, untouchable, yeah. just pure talent where I'm like, I can roundhouse kick you while doing a shot of tequila. Is that a talent? <laughs> or I feel could that be. should be. Yeah. I do. Do you find though, like the more celebrities you meet though, the more you just realize they're just freaking the, human. Yeah. And I think that's why I loved social media after the show, because when I went on the show, social media wasn't a form of a business. True. It wasn't something you could, it was just the start of being able to make money off of it or, or have some sort of business that you could create. But, I didn't know that that's what it could be. And I literally was like, oh, this is so fun. People have seen this edited version of me, which was pretty accurate. But I mean, you only see a little snippet of who I really am. Yeah. Where now I can go on social media and Snapchat at the time was huge and actually show people like my everyday life or yeah. how I am just a normal everyday person trying yeah. to figure it out. Like, I loved being able to share that and have mm -hmm. people relate to that because to me, I'm like, I don't want to be thought of. I don't want people to see me and think, oh, she was the bachelorette. So I want to be like, no, I actually like never in a million years thought I would be on that show, let alone the bachelorette because I don't see myself like those yeah. people. I just, you know, I'm a small town LaDuke, Alberta girl who's La just- LaDuke? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. I knew you were Alberta. I've never knew. Where's what? Elena? Is she ready to study this? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hit Where me. is she from? Alberta, which mm -hmm. is right there in the west side. Mm -hmm. And it's further north than mm -hmm. the southern places. <laughs> That's a lot more than most Americans know. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't nail it, but you did very well. The southern places is the States. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, we got to get this. I'm trying to sell her now on being on Big Brother. So I was asked to be on Big Brother Canada. And I said no. But I was like, imagine I could get Elena on with me on Big Brother Canada. And the two of us just like That's what Spencer over. and Heidi did. Spencer and Heidi were as one on the UK version. <gasps> Elena. I'm sorry, I didn't watch UK. I didn't um, either, but and now I have PTSD, so I don't watch it all. But totally I feel like it. I could do Big Brother Canada if well, they I would say sorry to you a lot. I mm -hmm. know they would be so polite; I would ruin their lives. And if I had a built-in final two with maybe one of my Canadian BFFs, Caitlin Bristow, or the Birds Papaya, <laughs> I feel real. Sick. Honestly, let's just like round up this room, and it's like survival of the fittest. Okay, <laughs> survival of who doesn't have their period that week. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I can you imagine this. You know how like that is an actual thing when um, you sink. Yes, when you sink, when women are all together and you sink. Imagine the bachelor mansion, and everybody's like, "Why is everyone crying? Why are they so emotional?" And everyone sees it as such a bad thing. And I'm like, I dare you to try and go in there and not be emotional. Like we're emotional in everyday life. Imagine being on national television, synced up with 25 other women on your period, dating the same man being produced. Like I've also heard that if you're dominant estrogen, I don't know, this sounds like so woo woo, but I have heard this. If you have like dominant estrogen and you have your period, you can like create that sensation in the house. Like it can actually like it creates like this dominant estrogen feeling where other people will actually start to be impacted by your hormones. Now that really sounds, now that I said that out loud, I was no. like, that sounds really wrong. But I feel like maybe. No, I don't think that sounds wrong at all. And unless you're a man listening because you can't relate, but I think women. <laughs> I just feel like at this day and age, I get so mad that we have not I figured out a way. I love you. So like, mad. But yeah. So mad. Sorry. Yeah. They haven't figured out a way for us to like hook ourselves up to a little machine that like sucks out the stuff. And we move on with our life. Is that Shakespeare? Well, well <laughs> 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 honestly, though, but like if a, if a dick was bleeding once a month, there would have been a solution made a really long time ago for this. And instead, yeah. we're like, if they had to shove little Q-tips up their dick holes and like for their oh period God. every month. And the feeling that not... you have when you pull it out and your period isn't actually there. 
Mm, well, I use the diva cup, so that's not for oh, me. Oh, can we talk about that? Yep, let's do it. It's my favorite conversation. Okay. Um, I thought the vibrator was, but okay. Ooh, that's um, my second favorite Okay, the diva cup. Now, have you had a traumatic story or experience nope. with this? Best thing I've Just, ever done. The first month was stop. really, really, really not cool because I think what happens when we have our periods is we get so used to, like, do you remember using your pad and you were, it was so foreign and so weird and it was like, everything was so weird. And then you went into tampons and you're like, gosh, pads are gross. Yeah. Like tampons are so great. Like that got tampons really, really normal. The, what about things underwear? I actually really... I enjoyed well, those. I don't. Do, I don't think now. Like I'm more associated with the Canadian brand Nicks, but right. Honestly, they're both do they like do absorbent. the same? Yeah, like leak proof oh, underwear. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's some like safety differences between the two, but yeah, like so. Regardless, yeah. So what I do is I actually use the Diva Cup. My first time using it was probably about eight years ago. No. Yes. No. I'm it a, I'm around? a lifer. Like I'm so long term on this. Wow. There's so many elements of it that is you wouldn't believe. So first of all, you can put it in when you think your period's coming. When you have a tampon, that's not possible. You can actually like get really sick from that. But with a Diva Cup, there's no there's no fear of it. The blood never dries. Therefore, you cannot basically create toxic shock and the same risk oh, that there is a tampon. Yeah, uh-huh. But more than that, it it folds up. It's so nice and clean. And it, the first month is really, really foreign because you're just not used to seeing your own blood. And for us, we've created such a barrier between that being so weird and icky and wrong. And a lot of people accidentally get it on their hands the first month and it feels really weird. But there's something so freeing about going to the bathroom, not bringing anything with you. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing anything into the washroom with you. It's literally already inside of you. So even yeah. if you think it's coming, you can already have it inside of you. You can use your toilet paper over your hand. You pull it out, you dump it into the toilet. I don't actually wash mine until the end of the day because you only have to change them like every 12 hours. But if, should you need to change it in the middle of the day, give it a quick wipe up, up back up it goes. And, and it's not then you're hard done. to get up there. It's really not because what happens is like the, you ooh, fold the ova, it. No, oh, not over. So it's, it's, it's Nuva large. Ring. It's about, it's about an but it folds. inch and a half. Yeah. But you fold it like you would as if you're inserting a tampon and then you twist. And what happens is it opens oh, the up. the old fold and twist. It old fold and twist. Yeah. It opens up and it twists up and it actually suctions around the outside of your cervix. So there is not a lot of room for it to, the only way that it overflows is by it actually overflowing or not being placed properly. But it, it gradually gives itself this suction up. Mm-hmm. And there's these tiny holes that kind of create that suction. And when you bleed, you bleed into the cup and it fills it. And then you're dumping it straight out, reinserting. Now, to me, that sounds like more work than a tampon, but I understand. It's the same amount of work because you're only, tampon can only last for four to six hours tops. I think four hours is like what's recommended. Diva cup is 12. So you're doing it in the morning and you're doing it at night. Yeah, but I- Your heavy flow? And a wide set vagina. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> I change every month because there's, I don't know. I'm No. So I usually change mine like the first like day. I will usually have to do like a midday, but that's what the leak proof backup is for. So I'm never afraid. I haven't used any type of, I haven't bought period products. Like I buy a new Diva Cup once a year. Diva Cup. I buy a new Diva Cup once a year. I have not changed it out. <laughs> The other little thing, and this is not a recommendation, please don't do this without like <laughs> talking to somebody, but I have had sex with one in and it works. Uh, um, <laughs> True story. Okay. Yep. Like gently, but I have done it. Like in- On purpose? <laughs> but in your butt. For, oh no, not even oh. the butt sex that time, but that okay. was, no, I could do it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my podcast network's going to be like, we're sweating. <laughs> I really love having that conversation because for me, it took me from being so fearful around something that was happening in my body every single month and took it into something that I felt I had control over. I felt empowered by when I actually eventually got an IUD. I was, because there's actually, this sounds weird, but there's a measurement on the side of the cup that you can see how many ounces there is that you've mm-hmm. bled. I was actually able to measure that I was over bleeding and was oh. able to do something about that. So I was actually bleeding four times the amount that I was supposed to be. And it was because four times, four times the amount. So like, imagine what yeah, the, no. I was like changing it every I think hour. I too, but. It was way too much. And it turned out it was iron related. Mm. It came down to my IUD. There was so much involved in it, mm. but I wouldn't have been aware. I would have just been like, oh, my period's really heavy. But I actually was able to provide information to say like, this is how many ounces yeah. I was bleeding yeah. that made it like severe enough that I was like, it's time for an IUD. I won't tell you how I, I well, now I'm just going to, I took my own um, ID out. 
Okay. Again, please don't take any recommendations from me. Oh gosh, like it's so bad. I literally watched a YouTube video. <laughs> I, you're just like, did it myself. well, I mean, d- use use the diva cup, but the diva cup. You have do's and don'ts. It's okay. Yeah, there's definitely like just some things that I've done that I wouldn't recommend, yeah. but at uh, the same, same time, definitely have done them. Yeah, but yeah, so that's my favorite. Have you watched The Bachelorette? Yeah, I've watched the There are many things that I did that I shouldn't do. <laughs> just say, you know what? You just got to own it. Yes. And say, don't try it at home. Don't try it at home. But do you regret anything? No. No. You wouldn't be who you are without those I things. don't regret one thing. No. That was like so true to myself. That was the most true to myself I've ever been in my mm. life. I was literally selfish as I should have been. Yep. With still wanting wanting to, I don't like hurting people's feelings. No. I don't enjoy hurting people's feelings or crushing their ego or doing anything. That's why that show was so hard for me because I was literally like, well, this is my journey and this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I would do in a relationship. And this is how I'm going to get to the last person and know for sure. Yeah. And I was very set on those decisions, but I was also like, wow, I'm really hurting people and that hurts me and I'm not yeah. okay with it. Yeah. So it was... Very hard to figure that out. But I again, no, no regrets, not one. And what if, would you say, like, I know coming out of that show, you dealt with a lot of slut shaming. You dealt with a lot of skinny shaming. I've watched mm-hmm. you. I remember when I was on your podcast and you kind of shared with me when you were a child that you used to be conscious of the hair on your arms because you thought it made your arms look smaller. And it was so weird because my entire childhood, I'd always been so worried about looking bigger and you were somebody who was so shamed for the opposite. It really opened my eyes to, and I think within a week, I actually witnessed you being skinny shamed. And it it was so bizarre to like witness this other side of it. But is there anything like, when it comes to the online persona, and Elaine and I were talking about this earlier today, there's so much that people can say about you, but what actually has actually created some sort of an impact or has been hard for you? Um, okay, many things. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I guess like back when we were younger, people didn't know how to diagnose anxiety or OCD. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had it. And I thought I was just sick. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was wrong with me because for me... Uh, symmetry was super important to me. And that's definitely a form of OCD. And so growing up, I couldn't figure out why I would freak out at night because my breath in was like five seconds and my breath out was six and it wasn't even. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And I would try and explain it to like my family and they would almost be like, what? What? Like, yeah, because if you don't understand that, that just doesn't make any sense to anybody. So to me, if somebody touched my left shoulder, I'd want to touch my right because then it was even to balance it. I went on a field trip going skiing and I had more layers on top than I did on bottom. And I was having like anxiety on the bus. Everything to me needed to be equal or or feel the same. And it got to a point where it was to do with my body and my face. So being in a dance studio every single day, I'm looking in a mirror, I'm comparing my body and everything to all the other dancers. We're lined up in a row and I'm going, my right hip is bigger than my left. And if I look in this mirror, it's on a corner. So why does my left eye look smaller than my right? And I started being so focused on things that weren't um, symmetrical yeah. that it became an issue. But again, nobody knew what that meant. I, it was just, Caitlin's. you're ridiculous. Like, mm. you're being ridiculous, which I was. But when you think about it, not really because it was a disorder. Yeah, it was a symptom of what you had going on. And I didn't realize it until probably from being on the show because... Mm. I, that's why I started doing Botox and I will still stand by that because I, it did help my symmetry of my face and I yeah. love it so yeah. much. But I grew out of the anxiety and I'm not sure how with um, symmetry. I'm not sure how. Don't ask me. It's like a miracle that I did it. and But it's still something that had bothered me through my life. I just wasn't as focused because I saw how hard I was on myself yeah. and I saw how that didn't do anything but bring me down. I was always big on self-care after the age of 26. So I started focusing on like, who cares about this? Who cares about this? And, but when I went on the show, all the producers would be like, what are you talking about? Your one eye smaller than the other. And it was. I used to have that same stress all the time. Really? Like, smiling the one eye, like when you're talking about I it, I'm hand like, out I my used school to photos. remember that being such a thing. My yeah. one eye, if I smiled, would be. Yeah. So I'd always have to be like very like, oh, in a picture. Like you can't see my face. I'm like making up very But same, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hand yeah. out any school photos because I was like, well, my one eye is 
is lazy. I always thought it was a lazy eye. So when I went on the show, you know, uh, wow, that was Canadian. When I went on the show, you know, um, (laughs) people, people started, you know, they'll point out anything, anything. So nothing would bother me. But when those certain trolls would be like, do you have a lazy eye? I would lose my mind. And I'd be like, Okay, everybody saw it. Now, now that's my truth. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm that yeah, person. That, yeah. Like, you know, I I thought maybe I was crazy, but now you pointed it out, and more than one person has. So, everyone told me I was balding. I had thin hair. Wow. Um, I had a lazy eye. I that's totally opposite of the things I would have expected you to say to that question. What was the question again? Just I want like what you actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm like I went on, on a little bit. Of, yeah, yeah. No, just like the things like when people made comments, what yeah. you actually felt. And you struggled with shame around. People would call me a whore, go die in the dumpster, slut. You're disgusting. I don't want my daughter watching this because of how foul you are. And I would be like, Phew, that that's aggressive. That's rough. Yeah. But I was always like, what? You're like, people have sex sometimes before yeah. marriage. Some people don't. We don't like no matter yeah. what life yeah. you choose. Becca Tilly was a virgin on the show. We all love her and appreciate yes. her and embrace her decisions. But if you choose to have sex, why are we shaming you? Yeah. And but I was like confused by it more than hurt. I was like, yeah. what? Whoa. But yeah. if they said I had a lazy eye, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best friend Bree had to bring her baby in one time because babies make me happy. And she had to bring in the baby because somebody said I was balding with a lazy eye. And I was like, oh, that's that is true. I'm I'm hideous. I'm a monster. I'm balding and I have a lazy eye. And she was like, I'm bringing in the baby. And now you have your puppies. Yeah. And they don't care if I have a lazy eye. You've heard me talk about this new nighttime care routine that I've implemented, which is Biosan squalane and lactic acid resurfacing night serum. I've been using it for a little while now. Last time you heard me talk about it, I was kind of still new into it first couple of weeks. And now I'm, you know, week three, week four, and the results have not relented. They are still so amazing. Squalane and lactic acid resurfacing night serum is your skin's dusk to dawn transformation. With gently powerful 10% vegan lactic acid, balancing clover and hydrating squalane, it's all your nightly clean dream team. Together, they reset and renew tired skin, infusing a full, eight hours of luminosity, even when you've only slept four, which hello happens all too often sometimes. Biosance's Silky Soaks Right in Serum works overtime to exfoliate and reverse the day's dose of UV rays, pollution, and blue light while you catch your Zs. So let's get this slumber party started. It's really, really easy to use. All you need to do is massage two to three pumps into your skin at night after applying your eye treatment if you use one. Then follow with your favorite moisturizer for extra hydration. And don't forget your neck and decollage. What I love about this serum is when I went and read about it online, so many people had such incredible results. The reviews that were unpaid to be spoken of were absolutely amazing. Sephora.com is the greatest way to go and check out those reviews for yourself and read these firsthand experiences and stories. There's a reason it has so many stars. What I love about it too is often when you're using an AHA, which is a alpha hydroxy acid, it really dries out your skin. The ingredients in the Biosans resurfacing night serum is it actually has a balancing moisturizer in it. So you're not feeling that dryness. I can attest like it's the dead of winter right now and I've not felt my skin feel dry or feel itchy or tight or anything like that. It's actually been really, really great. So this is a rapid, gentle resurfacing treatment. You're going to see results within seven to 14 days. And if you want to go check them out for yourself, head on over to sephora.com. You're going to check out Biosance. I'm going to spell it out for you. B-I-O-S-S-A-N-C-E. And it's the squalane and lactic acid resurfacing night serum. Go check it out, try it out. And hopefully you have the same results that I've been enjoying so much. But let's head back to the show. Can we talk about the puppies for a second? Because I'm sure. I'm very obsessed about, I've been trying to sell my husband. I'm very much wanting to get one because I, I always say to him, if we do this, it gives an opportunity for the greater good that more people can understand what's going on and that you can actually get some of the top wanted breeds of yes. dogs 
in an adoptable rescue way. But can you explain where you got the dogs from and mm-hmm. kind of their story and why you have been able to get one of the most sought after breeds? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was kind of one of those naive people as well, not to call your no. husband naive, but no. um, I really he was. He just wants an excuse for me not to get a golden. Like, yeah. He, he just wants to say no to me getting another pet. And I feel like that's totally valid. Like, I'm never at home, but I also just love Neither it am I, but you just make it work. But yeah. there's so many things just from um, having a platform that I've been able to open my eyes over, like um, homeless youth. Yes. I was always like, get a job. Yeah. And that's horrible. But you that's know, how I that's, was. Yeah. And I would give like a dollar here or I'd be like, oh, I'll get them a sandwich if I'm going to do anything. But yeah. like, I just thought like, well, you've made these decisions mm-hmm. to be here. And then working with mm-hmm. the Covenant House, I realized people feel safer on the streets and then in their own homes due to yeah. abuse, certain yeah. things. And once you just do your research and yeah. you're a little more knowledgeable about certain things, you realize how much impact you can have as a of person course. and and how little you know about certain things. So sure. um, that was kind of me with uh, rescuing dogs. Like I loved the idea of rescuing. I knew I didn't want to buy. In my last relationship, we obviously had a golden retriever mm-hmm. and he just went to, you know, nothing against him because some people just don't know any better back 10 years ago and I was would have been sure. the same. But, you know, from like a little puppy store in the mall. Yeah. And I was so obsessed with Tucker, that dog, that it yeah. was like... I mean, ask Bailey. I was literally like, I remember it was not okay with the breakup, yeah. and it was like kind of about Sean, but it was a lot about it, the yeah. dog. Yeah, it was it was a lot about the dog. the dog. I loved that dog more than anything, and I just loved golden retrievers my whole life. That was honestly something that attracted me to Sean. Was I was like, yeah, he's fair. got a golden. I love goldens, and so when when I started learning more, following more um, dog pages, and learning about rescuing and how. Um, great that is I found oh Colton who is the bachelor he rescued a dog from Bunny's Buddies and Jason at the time we no we were dating at this time he Jason loves German Shepherds because he grew up with one and I was like well I'm getting a golden and Jason was like well Colton rescued a German Shepherd from Bunny's Buddies but they have a lot of goldens and so I started following this golden account Buddy's buddies, they had all goldens, like basically that they're rescuing from China, South Korea. And I was like, what is happening? I can rescue like my favorite dog that like I thought I had to go, you know, find a breeder. And I did all my research on Bunny's buddies and turns out like South Korea and China this is one of the saddest things you'll ever hear, but they actually abuse golden retrievers the most because they take it so well. Oh. Because they are the most loyal, because they are the sweetest, and that's why um, Goldens are the number one abused dog out there. And that's why they have so many for to rescue. And so, Ramen, I was following this account, and I'm watching, you know, they pick these dogs, and they name them, and they find them, and they rescue them, and they get people to help with the vet bills, and save them and then find them a home. And so I saw this girl, Amanda, who runs Bunny's Buddies, she posted about ramen. And I was like, I'm going to share ramen's story. I hope he finds like a good home. And I donated a bunch of money to his surgery. And I was like, I'm just so invested in ramen being saved. They found him. They did x-rays. He had like a fractured pelvis, a broken leg. He was on the street. And so I just donated all this money. And I was like, somebody like do something about this dog. And then I was sitting in, I am like a grandma at heart. I was sitting doing a puzzle in my kitchen one night (laughs) and, and two goldens walked into my backyard and I'm the biggest believer. If anyone listens to my podcast, I had just read a book called black is the new light. Dark black is the new. Yeah. Light Light is the new black. Sorry. Thank you. you. I've had some tequila. Um, I'm just like such a believer in signs from the universe. And I had been going through this hard time and all these things were lining up for me and two goldens walk into my backyard. I've never seen goldens in this whole neighborhood. And I was like, these are my dogs. I have to like go and save them. So I walked out my backyard and they split and they both ran different ways. And I spent like an hour and a half in the neighborhood, like calling dog places and being like putting on the internet, like these two dogs are running around this neighborhood. And I searched and I searched. And then Amanda, who started Bunny's Buddies, messaged me the next day. And she goes, I think that was a sign because Ramen really needs a mom. And I just started sobbing. My dad was here with me. And I just started sobbing. And I was like, I know everyone's going to tell me not to do it because I don't have time. And because I don't, I travel and blah, blah. And I was like, but 
what's worse? Like this dog needs a home or, oh no, I have to like- in the meat trade. Yeah, like what? And so I did it. And then when it came to peanut, it was kind of the same thing. Like, do we have time for two dogs? Absolutely not. Is it about us? Absolutely not. Like, yeah give the dogs a home, put it out there into the universe on your platform about this dog rescue. Now you want to like, now all these people are going to I share so much. Cause I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm so inspired. I'm so invested in these dog stories now. Like it literally, you know, when you're having like a day where you're either having a good day or a bad day. And for whatever reason you need to watch something sad. Like I do that to myself all the time. Yeah. Even if it's a good day, I want to see something sad. And if it's a bad day, I want to see something sad. But like these stories, they have such, they're sad, but they have such a conclusion to them. So you get so invested. And that's been what's happening ever since I started following this account. And this is why I've been like gunning to be a part of it. And like, I've been donating and stuff as well. But just because I'm like, I think the more people who are aware of it, I can't even, I think for me watching you with your dogs, all I can think about is like looking into these dogs' eyes and seeing how there's something that they're so aware of that they can tell that something has changed in their life. This is so huge for them. And then I start to get really emotional as I watch them in your stories because I'm like, can I can't even begin to imagine how many Vinos and your fans and stuff have now watched this and now started investing in that same type of thing and started to have these narratives and just dialogue at home of being like, what if we did this? And what, if, and like how many dogs are being saved because somebody with a platform was willing to have a like rescue dog and have that conversation in such a big platform mm-hmm. that is truly making a difference. Yeah. And I, I do definitely credit Colton because. Yeah. But there's a few now. Yeah. There's there not a few, few. Yeah. In the Bachelor Nation who have now adopted from. Yeah. Bunnies. Kendall and. Uh, oh, I know. Kendall and Joe, they just broke up. Oh, is that sad. that couple? I don't know who yeah. they are, but, but I they just did all over everything. Becca and Garrett. Yeah. Jason's ex-girlfriend. I always like to call her. <laughs> She's like one of our good friends. I'm okay, totally joking. That's totally fine. <laughs> I always call her. I'm like, oh, the one that got away. The yeah. one that got away. Uh, but yeah, so many people because it's just, I mean, it's, I don't know how, and I'm not, I'm never going to shame somebody if they go to a breeder because everyone has not. their reasons and learn. like, you know, sometimes, no, I'm not going to make excuses for them, but like you just, you all have your reason and I'm yeah. not going to judge you for yeah. it. You know, it's whatever. I don't know your life, but to me, I'm like the love that a rescue dog will give you, they genuinely know. And it's yeah. so special the bond that you can have and I mean golden retriever like look at these dogs golden retrievers are already so loyal and like that's they're like top three characteristics are like loyal smart and like loving yeah they're literally angels and when they're rescues and they just they know I mean they came from the streets they were like being treated so poorly and now they're you know sleeping in a king size bed with people who smother them with love like and they're eating (laughs) farmer's dog (laughs) shameless plug but like you know like (laughs) (laughs) go buy it's a dollar a day and just kidding oh my gosh I've never even heard of this it's amazing it's wait what I think it's American oh Oh, I'm like I feel like I've never heard of this it's like human grade food like I could eat it oh interesting yeah wow well they're lovely I don't know I know we've been talking for a while but I just gotta say like I'm just I'm blown away by you all the time. I'm blown away by your audience and your ability to connect with women in so many different ways I love your shame free approach It's, it's something that we have conversations on social media. It's it's easy for us to talk outwardly towards things. And you've always made it so, appro- you made everything so approachable. And I think that's why, like, I don't know, this is like so funny, but we remember like Princess Diana and we used to say like she was the people's princess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you were the people's bachelorette. Like oh, it really does feel like that. Ever said. But I feel like that's who you are. And I think that's why we've all like just so genuinely loved watching somebody live so unapologetically about their life and about their love. And it's, I feel like, and we've had this conversation before coming out of things, even when it didn't work out, watching life click into place and Mm -hmm. watching that in the last year with you and Jason and with the dogs, with your home, with your podcast, with do, with everything. It's all kind of like click, 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 click. It's all coming into place for you. And it's like, you're just such a joy-filled human. God, can you move in? Yeah, no, we can. I, can I, we podcast me together? First. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys Bailey's can actually all move here. in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying in Margaritaville. Sorry, I'm brand. It honestly it just like I think I always I always think this like there's women who say empower others, but then yeah. there's women that actually do it. I always yeah. want to be someone that actually does it. Yeah. Instead yeah, of just yeah. saying that they do and because it's the thing to do in the world yeah. right now, you know, I want to actually show that. So that is a big part of my podcast. And I think that's why I was genuinely so attracted to your like whole, I don't like 
to say the word brand, but that is yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. your whole being and who you are and who you want to be and represent for women. Like, I just think that's why we're here yeah. because that's just better together. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah. And- and yeah, anyways, I'm I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for taking the time to be on my podcast. I'm like, I told so you. Fun. I, I was like offended. Like, I you didn't really... ask me. I was like, can I be on your podcast, please? <laughs> I just felt like I was being, I was like, I don't want to bug her. Like, I love yeah, being how on podcasts. Ta- I know, but you podcast like how many days a yeah, week? Yeah, but it's so different when you're in the other chair. It's so true. But it's yeah. so funny when you were saying like about like you see like celebrities and like how hard they've worked. And I was like, you're like the hardest working person I've ever met. <laughs> Between you and Cleo, I'm just yeah. like, how are you alive? I, I credit Cleo for a lot of how things. How are you but... alive? I'm like barely functioning. Well, I, I wasn't well and that I took December off and it yeah. really like recharged my Made bats. a difference. Yeah. And now we get to go we, next month. We're going to Australia. Yeah. It's going to be like next level stuff right then. I'm scared. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little scared. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be the best time ever and very unpredictable and we're yeah. going to have the best time. I love unpredictable. I'm manifesting it. Yeah. Out of it. You know, so, some people like, like, well, Bailey, you're a planner, but that makes you happy. Slightly. I'm but a Monica. Makes, but that makes you happy. Yeah. You, you know, like that's that's who you are. Yeah. That's who you are. That's I'm not a planner. And that's why I need friends <laughs> like you. And that's why I need friends like you. So it's going to be a great trip. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Well, and, everyone. And, wait, and oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. For being you. Thank you. I know. Well, I mean, usually people don't like turn around on you for the podcast, but like for somebody to go and I'm not talking fame, cool, popular Mm. followers, you make an impact. So from like going from that amount of following that you did to today, isn't just because you're on a podcast or was it's because of what you're doing and it's not anything to do with, oh, you're famous on Instagram. It's the impact that you make. So like I said, the clicks of life, it truly does things really did. I wasn't, I would never have been ready for it before. I've been doing this for 11 years and I was never ready for it. And the right people at the right time with the right clicks came into place. And they were all champions of women that they were all women before me, all women who knew what they were doing, all women who had platforms bigger than me with businesses bigger than me, who were just saw something and were willing to do something about it. And I will never forget that. I will never forget the Baileys in my life, the Joannas in my life, the Caitlin's in my life, these people who went ahead of me and did something about it to open up doors that weren't currently there. And now I get to be the person that gets to start opening those doors for other people. And I I think that's what I love about podcasting is like, I can't give somebody my Instagram page. I can't give somebody my blog, but Mm -hmm. I can hand somebody a microphone and and let them share their story in a podcast. And, And knowing firsthand how that can actually change somebody's entire world has really truly meant the it, world. It really can because I mean, because like going on The Bachelor, so many people want to hear, we'll have more Bachelor people on. But the most impact is when I have even like my friend or my mom or someone that's just willing to have an honest, like really genuine conversation. Like people yes. always think they want to hear from the, and nothing, of course we want to hear from The Bachelor people. It's, it's so fun. fun. It's, it's so fun. Yeah. But the ones that really impact people are when you have genuine conversations with real people. Not that bad. You know what I mean. Did you want to say something? I was just going to say that I feel like this is just the tipping point for you. Yeah. You're just beginning. Like, it's only been a year. It's crazy to, like, actually realize that. And I just, like, I I cannot wait to see where you're going to be in, like, another year, five years, ten years. Just a small town girl. (laughs) Living in a If I get a million, I said I'm going to Disney. So that's all I'm focused on right now is, like, going to freaking Disney. It's all I want right now. Oh, I just want to go to Disney. See, you're so humble. It's going to be so great. <laughs> I'm so ready for it. You're like almost at a million followers, but you just want Disney. <laughs> I'm literally a five-year-old at heart. Like that's all I can think about is like how much I want to go to Disney. I great. literally started talking about it with my husband and I just started to cry about like Aww. picturing Disney because yeah. I'm so, I just love Disney so much. I can't, I can't Have wait. you been? Many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I've never stayed. Thank God this is the end of the podcast. We just... It's the end. We were talking. We wrapped it up. But then we got on a Disney did. land we a, tangent. It is was that what lo- it's called? Yeah, it was great. Elena helped us with the, the chip yeah. and the malfunction. And then we came back. And then I was... And then I pressed record and it wasn't actually recording. We did a whole little thing explaining ourselves. Yeah. And now we're we're really... I was deep into the... the Fart muffing, but whatever. And guess what? Now my battery's going to die. So let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. (laughs) Caitlin, for in the off chance that somebody doesn't already follow you and listen to your podcast, give them the goods. Where can they find you? Where can they buy your barrettes? Barrettes? (laughs) Is that even a word? Yeah. Barrettes and scrunchies and wine. 
Um, okay, so my podcast is Off the Vine on Tuesdays. I also do a grape therapy where I recap The Bachelors on Thursday, which we yeah. just did, which is very great. One of my favorite Bachelor one recaps favorite, I've ever yeah. done. And then I'm just Caitlin Bristow on Instagram, Off the Vine podcast on Instagram, at do edit for my scrunchies, clips, barrettes, so headbands, cute. more to come. And then my wine, which I'm really excited about. We're doing a little revamp of the wine, rosé, red, and a white coming out um, hopefully in March. So on brand for you. Which is called Spade and Sparrows. Why is it called Spade and Sparrows? Really no reason. Oh, oh, um, okay. I thought it sounded cool. I was drunk in Sonoma. Oh, wow. Um Napa went to this little place called Goose and Gander, sat in the basement and just basically right down. Right down. <laughs> wow. wow. down. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote down a bunch of things that came to mind, like nicknames my grandma had for me, like anything I could think of that meant something to me. I have uh, sparrow tattoos. Yep. Um, I love playing cards. It's, Spades, yep. a very strong suit in the deck. I just liked the sound of it together. It sounded powerful and that's what I went with. And that wine has like been selling so well. Yeah. Now we're on round it's two delicious. of it. It's going to be two. awesome. Well, congrats on everything. Thank, Thank you. you so much for this time. And uh, yeah, guys, until next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Bye.